0: Hello, everybody. Uh, My name is Liam. And my name is Mike, otherwise known as Dad. Yep, and we are the Father and Son Podcast. Welcome back. This is episode number five. And um, (laughs) I just wanted to ask, how are you feeling today, Dad?
1: A little tired. I've just been traveling. So I just got back a couple hours ago from the lovely state of Colorado, visiting Denver, uh, Boulder, and Longmont. Beautiful, Mm -hmm. beautiful cities. So... Yeah, it was very good. Very good uh, couple of days in Colorado.
0: Nice. I wanted to say um, welcome back and
1: goodbye <laughs>
0: because you're leaving again
1: tomorrow. We are. Your mother and I are leaving first thing in the morning, and you're you've kindly uh, uh, donated your services to to house it for us. So.
0: Yeah, I'm just so talented on so many levels. <laughs> <laughs> I can, you know, I bring so much to the table. Um, Absolutely, you do. <laughs> thank you. I'm just kidding. Um. Yeah. So welcome back, everybody. Um, today is going to be a little bit different. Um, we were uh, we're kind of getting more comfortable with the whole podcasting thing a little bit. You know, we'd like to think maybe, uh, maybe you all think differently. But um, (laughs) yeah, we're uh, so this episode is going to be a little bit less scripted. It's going to be a little bit more just us having a conversation. Um, Mm -hmm. and we'll see how that goes, and then adjust accordingly going forward. So right.
1: Um, I've had some really good uh, feedback, some good ideas, so thank you for those of you who have uh, texted, called, uh, left messages uh, with some great ideas, so really appreciate the support.
0: Yeah, thank you all very much. Um, And so uh, this episode, like the last few episodes, we're going to be doing our um, typical order kind of, um, maybe a little bit, you know... uh, rearranged. Mm -hmm. Um, But we're still going to be doing entertainment, technology and sports. It's just may be longer or shorter based on however our conversation goes. So um, with that, um, I just wanted to get started by talking about the storm that just the tropical storm that just occurred in California. Um, What were your thoughts about that? Um,
1: Well, uh, for those of you don't know, we live in East County, San Diego, uh, pretty much right in the path of the storm. Uh, the eye of the storm and we according to uh our neighbors and uh uh, weather folks we got about seven inches of rain in 24 hours which is insane amount of rain um we did have some significant erosion we live off a dirt road so um yeah there was quite a bit of uh, work to do and more work to do once we get back from our trip uh to to deal with the erosion but uh thankfully everyone was uh safe and uh yeah it's pretty crazy we go from it seems from one extreme to the other with weather out here so
0: yeah uh you know i not that i wanted cheers by the way oh yeah cheers we we are drinking uh we are each drinking a beer today but we are in no way associated with or sponsored <laughs> by um, although we'd the be brand. happy to uh yeah we if would be happy to, po- to sponsor the podcast yes. yeah but um we are not affiliated with this brand in any way just so everybody's clear um yeah the storm um i i in no way wanted to like say um you know like uh oh it wasn't i expected so i wanted it to be so much more you know like because it's or like i ex- just like i expected more you know yeah. uh uh, I don't I don't even want to say that because you know I know how horrible like tropical storms and hurricanes can be for yeah. places um yeah. I saw a lot of people online being like that's it like that's yeah. all yeah um and I was like well I'm kind of glad it wasn't anything more but yeah you know we were expecting it to be a little bit more intense so um luckily it wasn't wasn't uh that crazy anything out of the ordinary really here I don't think just some rain um so we're pretty fortunate for that but
1: yeah the storm seven inches of rain in twenty four hours is another sneeze about though especially when you live in the mountains with uh, in a desert arid climate where the dirt just can't deal with yeah that well much our rains. east
0: coast audience may have something <laughs> to say about that but. yeah but there the difference
1: is east coast uh, you know having been born and raised on the east coast um you know typically the ground can Can consume or deal with a lot that water a little better i mean not that they don't have hurricanes and massive damage and all that stuff that's always the trick with these things you never know yeah it very easily could have been you know a serious hurricane and and people could have really gotten hurt um there were some people down in san diego that could hurt so um yeah, it's it's uh it's kinda of funny. you never know, you know, watching the news they make such a big deal out of it and uh you know, sometimes mm-hmm. it comes true, but they're they're always sort of you know.
0: Yeah. The ground here is <laughs> but um <laughs> I'll bleep that out. But um <laughs> It's kinda of like powdered sugar our dirt out here. Yeah, it's, it's super horrible. fine. Horrible. Um but yeah, uh anyway, yeah, we're really happy that um it wasn't it wasn't the storm it was supposed to be, um, you know, yep. for the sake of our buildings here and, you know, just mm-hmm. like the land in general. But, um, yeah, anyway, uh, with that, I, th- I think we can get into our entertainment section here, our first section. And entertainment. So this this entertainment section, we're going to be talking about our college experiences and maybe the differences between... This is, uh, you know, a father and son podcast. The difference in our generational college experiences. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, with
1: that, thank you to our friend Dana for recommending this topic. I thought it was a really, really good one. Surprised we didn't think of it earlier. Yes. Yeah. Do you want to start, or do you want me to start? Why don't you start? Okay. Well, I don't know if I should say
0: where I went to college for Why the not? sake of. Well, I don't, know, I don't know. People look me up or something. Oh, okay. But. Um,
1: That ship has sailed, but go ahead.
0: Well, I know, but like I don't. I don't know. Um. Anyway, I you know I went to school in Arizona. I guess that kind of narrows it down a little bit, but um. And you know, my college experience was I feel like probably a lot
1: during COVID.
0: Yeah, it was partly during COVID, but it was just a lot different than everybody else's college experience. I would say I was a little bit more of a quiet. Mm-hmm. person mm-hmm. um you know not super party animal or like not a big party animal or anything like that <clears throat> and basically um yeah i i didn't have like tons of friends or anything you know i had like a handful of friends and so mm-hmm. um you know I, I didn't get like the party college experience that many people talk about and they're always, right. like you know go to college and have fun. It's kind
1: of not your personality though. You're no, it's not really generally on a party animal.
0: No. Um, but as far as like the classes and the learning, I found it to be, um, personally, I found it to be much better than high school cause, whoa, is that Sorry. your stomach? <laughs> <What's the mirror? laughs> oh my gosh. That was loud on the thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway, uh, Uh, My, yeah, I found it to be a lot easier than high school. I way, I way more prefer the like hands off learning style of like, Mm -hmm. I'm just going to teach you and then you kind of teach yourself. Like I much prefer that to like the homework every single day and like you need to learn this and you need to study this. And so I I found it really refreshing and nice for my academic career Mm -hmm. um, to go to college and As far as the classes and the learning, uh, you know, I'm a business major. Um, My major is business administration, um, and I'm now a bachelor in business business administration. Um, But I found the classes, at least the upper-level classes, to be really interesting and really fun, and I thought it was really interesting that they um, incorporated so much technology into the learning, Mm -hmm. um, particularly in terms of, like, computer systems and like there's whole classes based off like there's a big difference <laughs> yeah there's a huge difference uh <laughs> and there's like whole classes taught on how to use like microsoft office and stuff like that mm-hmm. and zoom and not whole classes on how to use zoom but zoom is like heavily incorporated into the curriculum sure
1: what well, you're doing re- you started out sort of in class then COVID happened and you started doing remote
0: yes so i did about two and a half years um, of my college experience in class in at school, right? Um, and then I finished up um, after COVID. I took a year off when COVID hit and started working, and then went back to school online and finished up. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's probably a lot different than a lot of people experience out there. Although yeah. with COVID, a lot of people did have to go online, um, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, uh, the online experience, you know, I I honestly have, like, nothing but praise for that. Like, it was, um, the online experience was really cool, and the learning, I think, was really, really good. Like, it was a really good learning thing. Even for, like, you know, you don't, in my case, I didn't necessarily have mandatory Zoom meetings every day. It was, like, you have a Zoom meeting that you could listen to that would help you, but mainly you were doing it yourself, which, you know, I found very beneficial for myself. Um, Mm -hmm. and just the use that
1: that style of teaching really fit your personality. Yeah. And it's learning, your learning style. Yeah. And it's
0: really amazing too, that, um, you know, I could like do everything online, you know, Mm -hmm. like, um, I'm sure your experience was probably a lot way different, you know, like I was able to finish school completely online. And learn, you know, I took like calculus online and stuff like that. And it was it was great for me, you know. Mm -hmm. And I think all the uh, even when I was like in in class doing stuff in class, the online resources that are available now for college students are amazing. And uh, I think that positively affected my college uh, experience you Know, I think it was just yeah. very well, beneficial. You clearly,
1: thing. you finished up uh super strong. I know you know, first year, I think for most folks, is really tough, but you, you finished off really strong,
0: yeah. And I struggled with some mental health issues kind of in the middle of my college experience there, which definitely took a toll on my grades. But mm-hmm. I think I was kind of able to bounce back and finish for strong, sure. like you Ended said, on the
1: Dean's list. That's great,
0: yeah. But, um Some things that I wanted to discuss that um, may be different now um, than what you... Should I set
1: the table with sort of my experience? Sure. Yeah, go ahead. So uh, my experience (laughs) is very different than yours. First of all, um, I was going to school and working at the same time the whole time. Gotcha. Um, So uh, I never had the sort of, you know, dorm room, live at school experience. I either lived at home or I lived in an apartment. Um, so it was all in person and um, I studied uh, liberal arts and also uh, music. Uh, uh, so uh, it was, as I said, all in person, uh, local colleges in, in Albany. And uh, was it
0: a community college?
1: Yeah. So two of them. So I went to a bunch of different schools. So I went to a couple communities, colleges okay and then the College of St. Rose. So, um, yeah, it was, as I said, a very different experience. And he had, uh, not unlike you, you have you know some really good teachers that you really click with and some god-awful teachers. I remember one in particular who was a sociology teacher from Hungary who was an absolute male chauvinist. And that was maybe the heart. It was also one of the first classes I ever took. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking uh, talking to somebody one of my classmates it's like look at this is the 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 lesson of college it's how to learn how to pass the class not what's mm-hmm. right yeah <laughs> yeah well do you know the saying C's get degrees yes, everybody yeah everybody says that
0: yeah yeah now it's sees get degrees
1: yeah so <laughs> it's it was uh you know I, I was never a great student to begin with but um uh it was it was a, a tough experience, especially working and going to school at the same time. It was a lot to juggle. Mm-hmm. So,
0: well, um, do you have anything to
1: add as far as
0: like maybe what classes are like? Because I, you know, I I'm so used to like my version of class, which is like you have. Um, mainly, There's no
1: online anything.
0: Yeah, well, like people now which maybe is probably way different than before. People have like bring their laptops to class and take notes on their laptops. And like you have this whole online curriculum that you're like expected to follow. And you're like, you get into class and um, the teacher's immediately like, okay, we're going to like go over the notes. These notes are available online. We expected Mm. you to read them before you got to class.
1: No, it was was probably very much like your, your high school experience. You're given a notebook you're given the curriculum which is like a synopsis of the class mm-hmm. what books you're required um uh, typically you would be get given sort of a, a high level overview of what you'll be learning during the class
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh you know you're and then the teacher once you're in Was the this is like a packet yeah and then once you're signed up for the class then the teacher tells you okay here are the here are the assignments and when they're due and Mm-hmm. Yada, yada. Um, so you're just required to have done the reading to otherwise you're SOL from a, yeah. from a, a quiz or whatever. Yeah. Um, so it was, uh, yeah. So it was, it was all sort of very paper book mm-hmm. Old school, yeah. Uh,
0: and as may have you, some of you may have noticed, sorry to cut you off, Ooh. we are no longer doing paper scripts here. We are <laughs> welcome eco, to the more, 21st. Century. More eco-friendly. Um, so I have our, I have all of our notes here on the laptop, and hopefully we'll do that going forward. But um, I find it really interesting that you say that you know it was a lot of book learning because I do think that's very similar to my high school experience. It's like a lot of by the book stuff. And with college, like we have books, but I feel like it's more like you're expected to go over the instructor's notes more than the books and then like mm-hmm. use the books to help you and like supplement kind of that learning, which is That's interesting. True.
1: That that we did have because you'd have, you know, the books and the reading in the books. Um, but the teacher would like that sociology class is a really good example because very often you would go off in tangents and mm-hmm. sometimes those tangents would be part of. The, the quizzes are tests, yeah, and the part, hard part was he didn't repeat them,
0: or they didn't repeat them.
1: No, uh, he, he, you know, he certainly t- taught the lessons, and you had to take very you know, copious notes. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, otherwise, you could get really lost because a lot of what he was teaching was not in the books, and quite frankly, was flat wrong. Um, <laughs> you know, women joining the workforce is not the the fall of Western society. I'll put it that way. Oh, my God. Um, So uh, (laughs) it was a very interesting learning lesson. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, it was, you know, again, probably a lot like your high school where some of the test was off your reading. Some of the test is off what the teacher was teaching in class, which may or may not have been in the book.
0: Yeah. Well, I find it nowadays you have classes where everything's by the book in on the test and then there's when there's nothing by the book on the test and you're expected to telepathically know what the teacher's <laughs> thinking. Because you're in their head, right? Oh, yeah, exactly. You're. It's kind of sad when it's like that, like when you have to take a quiz or something and nothing from the quizzes in the book. It's like so deflating, you know? Mm-hmm there's these really funny memes online of people, people saying like me reading the first question of the test and they're like just staring at it (laughs) and they're like just their head, it shows like a thought bubble and (laughs) their mind is like going blank. It's funny. But that's pretty much how I felt sometimes in class because teachers, you know, vary a lot nowadays in terms of their style. There are teachers who are really helpful and like really like modern with it. Like they're, like, oh, um, all the notes I just gave are going to be online for you to look at later. And like, you know, everything that's going to, and, you know, there's a lot of help now too, in terms of like, people will be like, oh, like this, um, I'll pretty much, oh, I hit my mic. Um, Like tell you like, this is going to be on the test and they'll, um, you know, highlight certain things or, you know, like, Exclude certain things from the textbook that they're like this isn't important. This is mm-hmm. not going to be on the test. Don't look into this too much, which is really helpful. But yeah, it's probably the same now as it was then. Depending on the teacher, you can make your yeah. make or break your ability to pass that's the class. That's totally true. I mean, I
1: think that's true. Uh, I remember having discussions with Uncle Steve about this, who's a uh, high school teacher uh, back east, and it's you know you know. A good teacher can make or break a class or a subject matter for you. Yeah. Um, for example, some of my math or some of my music classes were fantastic. I had great teachers. Um, music history, I remember, was really interesting. The guy was a really good storyteller. So, you know, learning about the masters and their, their history and their, their personality foibles and <laughs> things like that uh was interesting. I do remember I had a class uh a a class, which is like singing class. Don't worry me if I so latito. Um and I remember the teacher uh I wanna I wanna say her last name. No, I don't know her last name. I thought it was Gumback or something. Um anyway, she uh, she evidently thought I was a god awful singer. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should take another class, Mister and Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, I never knew, I never thought that I'd be a singer, but mm-hmm. I wanted to learn. You know, like the techniques yep. and theory behind it. So, mm-hmm. you know, there were some different things. And piano class was fun because there's it's more about doing, and mm-hmm. the lessons are more. Well, more, the school plus you subject is more interesting. The
0: school right? you went to sounds a lot more. Fun. A lot cooler than the school I went to. <laughs> <laughs> All music classes? How many music classes do you take? You went to school for music, right?
1: Well, uh, yeah. So for the uh, first handful of years, I went just for um, you know, it's like uh, um, it's, uh, um, um, what is it called? Um, liberal arts. So it's it's your basic core classes that you take pretty much no matter what your 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 um, your, your major is. Mm-hmm. And then later I went to, uh, St. Rose for music classes and I took a bunch of, of, uh, you know, music history theory. Mm-hmm. Much more interesting than the, uh,
0: the, you know, basic general ed stuff. Um, yeah, but I, I wanted to talk about to some, some things that, uh, I can hear mom's phone ringing, uh, some, some uh things that may have changed from or that have changed from now since maybe you were in college um and you know the main thing being tuition is significantly higher now than it was yeah. before um so it's kind of funny because it's harder to go to college, harder to afford to go to college for sure, but also it's more necessary to go to college now, Very which true. is. <laughs> Really funny. Um, not really, but um, there's also, obviously, as I talked about too, a huge increase in the use of technology in schooling in general, yep. um, and college in particular now, mm-hmm. and we'll kind of talk about that soon again within our technology segment. Segment. Um, there's more diversity in school. Uh, I saw a statistic that um, like half of the people attending college nowadays are female And that was not the case back when you were going to college. True. Um, A lot less women going to college. Um, And um, it is also much harder to get into college now. It's much more competitive, um, uh, whereas before people were accepted a lot more frequently to college. Um, And as I said, now it's much harder to get into certain schools and um, just... Yeah. Um, so, yeah, as as I was saying, uh, you know, tuition is higher now. It's a lot harder for people to afford, you know, going to college.
1: Yeah, I can say your college uh, and your cost of college was nowhere near where mine was. Uh, and they're very different colleges. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, my... My college, my whole college was, you know, a few thousand dollars kind of thing. Yeah. Um,
0: And it doesn't like the, obviously people get scholarships, but you know, I'm I'm not, maybe, maybe it's just me, but I, I'm not the smartest person. I'm not the best person. Well, thank you. I'm not, I was never really good at school. Yes. And especially in high school, I had a really hard time. And I think the lack of scholarships really doesn't help. With that, but there are a lot of scholarships out there that can help, but
1: school is still that, generally yeah, very I just think expensive. That college is ridiculously expensive. There was a time in our country when um, state schools were free or close to free. Um, yeah. So for those that had the ability or desire to go to school, you could go to school. Maybe it wasn't the best school, but you could mm-hmm. go to school for very, very inexpensive.
0: Yeah. Well, that's why a lot of people go to community college first mm-hmm. now is they mm-hmm. go to community college for relatively cheap. It's probably still a couple thousand dollars or whatever, or a right. few thousand dollars, but then they can transfer and finish up at a four year school with already those two years under their belt, which takes a lot off the price. So, you know, that's a really beneficial option for some people out there right now. But yeah, mm-hmm. school in general is just so expensive now. And, you know, You don't have to say what how you feel, but I think you know education should be the right to education should be a human right in my opinion. Um, You know, I I think people people should be able to get educated. You know, without having to pay half their freaking whatever so much money.
1: I I think this is a this is a part, and I don't mean to get political, but this is a part of. you know not everybody is college isn't for everybody yeah. um, i think we we miss having uh, i think we, we don't do our our younger folks uh, any uh, favors by not having you know what we used to be called shop and things like that some more to uh, applied learning jobs there you know there's nothing wrong with being a plumber or electrician or you know something like that it's just, it's, college isn't for everybody um yeah so um, but i, I think colleges become it, it become a big business and yeah and i I also uh, am not a huge fan of um, this whole thing where colleges become colleges college like catering. To their to their consumer kind of thing,
0: yeah, uh, well, I saw a statistic like a long time ago that said, um, you know and I don't remember where I saw this, um, but you know it's correct um, Harvard has enough money to pay off all of their students' tuition for the next like hundred years. yeah they have that much money. It's ridiculous like how much money colleges have and so, I mean, the price of tuition, we could go on and on about it, but I think we should probably move on. Um, so, the increase of technology, obviously, was very prevalent in my college experience. Yeah. Um, ever, like, obviously, I did.
1: I mean, learning more, from home, for my generation, the schools would have just closed and you would have not had any school. Yeah. yeah. There was not that option then, at that time. You know? Yeah.
0: During COVID, a lot of schools went online and, you know, a lot of people hated it,
1: but I think... At least you had the option.
0: Yeah. At least you had the option. And also I think that online learning is going to become better now from that happening, you know, like sure. I think people are, schools are going to invest more in technology and online curriculums and stuff like that to better help students. Uh, if not, you know, take, go fully online, just like have supplemental tools mm-hmm. that can help them with their learning experience online and probably move most of their curriculum online like I already saw in my in-person classes, you know. Right. Like most of the stuff was already online. You know, you check your grades online. You right. uh, check your notes online. You see what homework is due online, everything like that. That's um, great.
1: Yeah, so I think technology is great for learning. and Especially continuous learning, so... One of the things I remember you and I talking about is, you know, I think I made the statement to you that, you know, your your generation will have to continually learn and change and adapt because your things are changing so quickly uh, that the most important skill you'll have is that uh, the skill to learn mm-hmm. uh, so you can adapt and change with the times and learn about new technologies and things like that uh, because you'll continually change careers probably multiple times as opposed to, you know, former generations, even a little bit in my generation, um, where you have the opportunity to maybe have one job for your whole career Mm -hmm. that, that, that is, you know, very few people have that opportunity. So, you know, that ability to learn and, and do online learning is, as you move into different areas of interest or careers will be huge in your ability to adapt.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: And, and level the um, playing field for people who, you know, need to make those changes. You know, it doesn't have to be Harvard; it can be a community college or whatever. Online can be even cheaper. Yeah,
0: exactly. Um, and honestly, I think with that, we should kind of move into our technology seg- segment, which is mainly going to be covering AI and Sounds college, good. AI in schooling. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, um, what I wanted to dis- just just br- just to preface this whole thing. Um, the NASPA, the National Association of Student Personnel Administrators, um, is encouraging the use and integration of AI into the school system. So basically what that means is they're encouraging colleges and other schools to start integrating things like ChatGPT into their curriculum and start uh, encouraging teachers, instructors, professors to... uh, uh, instead of like banning them, to start to use them responsibly oh, doing and, the books, <laughs> yeah, responsibly and ethically use them um, as uh, tools to help their students. And um, some of the advantages I have written here of using AI, AI in the classroom is that it can provide a more personalized learning experience for students. As, students that may struggle that may. Learn a different way um, because, you know, everybody learns a different way. Everybody, you know, you have visual learners, auditory learners. Mm -hmm. You have people who, you know, use repetition, things like Mm -hmm. that. Um, So, yeah, AI can create an experience um, that's a little bit more personalized and can focus more on individual students than maybe one instructor can for a class of 100. You know, things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, It can be used to grade AI can be used to grade, uh, student papers and tests, which, you know, um, can really lighten the load of, uh, teachers workload. I think they, you know, don't quote me on this cause I'm not a teacher by any means, but, um, it seems like a lot of teachers spend the vast majority of their, their time grading papers. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, maybe integrating AI and having them grade papers for you, um, would be very beneficial for teachers and professors um, who, in my opinion, are not paid particularly well either. So, you know, anything that would help them do their job better, I think is great. Um, And I know many teachers apparently think that, you know, AI is kind of threatening their jobs and can kind of, you know, maybe they think that they can kind of replace them in a way. I completely disagree. I think that you know, teachers are not replaceable by AI. I think that um, it. I think that teachers should see it as like a huge opportunity to get assistance, much needed assistance in their teaching and things like that. You know, um, it's basically they can use AI as basically like a TA, a teacher's assistant. Yeah. You know now, which is great. Um, you know. Um, do yeah. You, do you have anything? Yeah, no, that sounds that? amazing
1: i mean we talked i think a couple episodes ago about ai and um how it's helping in a number of different industries including my industry in biotech find cures for new diseases and things like that and um uh, that it's not uh, you know with the exception of how it's programmed it's not bi- biased um mm-hmm. so you know this is sort of the new wave right it's and it's funny i was just talking to somebody about this uh, over the last couple of days in Colorado um, that, you know, new technology is always uh, initially sought with, uh, viewed through the prism of sort of, all, uh, I mean, it's new, therefore I shall fear it kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it doesn't need to be that way. It can be, yeah, yeah there, there are things about AI that can be very dangerous. We need to be careful with it. Yeah. Um, but it could also be hugely impactful. Yeah. Uh, we just finished talking about how, you know, the internet and, And all this has helped dramatically improve uh, learning and and basically allowed people to continue learning. Yeah. There may be a story that through COVID was never really covered that, you know, were it not for this internet uh, and the tools available to us, students would be just sitting at home and parents would have to teach them. You know, they wouldn't learn anything. Mm -hmm. Um, So at least they had an option. Um, And AI is yet another tool. And we we're just scratching the surface of what it can possibly do.
0: Yeah. And one of the things that I saw out there, too, is a very good point made by, you know, a bunch of different Me? sources, but no. <laughs> <you know. laughs> um, a bunch of different sources made the point, like, you're not going to stop AI from being integrated into the no. school system. No, change it's, is inevitable. Yeah, as we as we talked about in the previous, epi- in one of the previous episodes, like, chat GPT is already been, being used by college students to write papers for them and things like that. It's about how you integrate it and how you use it Um, Mm -hmm. that's going to matter in the long run. And, you know, obviously with my career going forward, I'm going to have to learn to work alongside AI and many other people are as well. So if, you know, uh, school staff and um, school teachers and stuff like that can learn to use AI to their benefit, I think it will benefit not only them but also the students that they're going to be teaching. And, you know, this is not new either, like, exactly. So AI is new, obviously, but, I mm-hmm. mean, there are already AI tools that are available for students to use um, that assist them with learning, um, identifying their learning habits, uh, and, and giving them immediate feedback, which, you know, allows them to tackle their the errors they made quicker and the mistakes they made. know if you get immediate feedback and um, if you're taught what you did wrong that's a huge benefit to students and that's something that ai can provide for college students and even high school elementary students of all ages
1: so what do you see as sort of next steps in ai in learning i mean are we going to see like virtual teachers that help you that tutor you and things like that
0: absolutely that's already a thing So there are there are AI tutors that um, in programs that are act as tutors that can help students um, with one on one time that maybe teachers can't give them. Um, So I think that's going to be a huge next step, and you know just kind of the commercialization of that and like spreading it across. I'd imagine that'd be really helpful
1: because I can see, you know, one of the things that can be difficult about learning is sort of you know a lot of it is sort of ego driven and you yeah. know you don't want to look stupid and all yeah. that especially it's you know,
0: hard for people to ask questions yeah they don't want to be embarrassed by right. you know the people around them like right. judging Some them or, social
1: aspect of that yeah whereas if you're one-on-one with an ai teacher it doesn't matter yeah. yeah and
0: you know sometimes when you have these like i said like these lecture halls of like hundreds of students right they're not gonna all have a chance to ask a question no. that, you know yeah. and they have questions i guarantee right. you right. like every every basically the key to passing a class is like the ability to ask questions and learn from your mistakes and obviously people learn differently people are able to recognize their own mistakes but some people don't that's people struggle with that you know people struggle with understanding what they're doing wrong and you know they have to go find tutors they have to go to office hours and things like that and it's often very hard to get in office hours. Yeah, yeah. And that's something that AI can do. That was pretty really much the only
1: thing you had. And very often you weren't seeing the at least back in my day, you weren't seeing the professor, you were seeing the teacher's assistant. Yeah. Who exactly. typically, you know, was busy grading papers and you know, was you, you, you had at maximum half of their attention, you know. Yeah.
0: Exactly. And, you know, um not to hate on all the TAs out there, no, but some aren't job, great. Right? <laughs> some are not great As um, with anything, at helping. But um, yeah, I just think this is, this is going to be beneficial for the school system, very beneficial, this technology mm-hmm. and the integration of AI. And like you said, you know, cautiously optimistic kind of deal. But I just think for this profession in particular, I think it's, you know, there are disadvantages, of course, mm-hmm. um, like, as we discussed, cheating and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but I mean, the advantages are, to me, um, pretty amazing and extensive. Yep. So,
1: yeah, I'm really excited. For well, that. as with the Internet, um, you know, there's no ego in AI, right? So there's... They can adapt... I mean, can you imagine if you're learning from the best of the best, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Um, well, and not only the best of the best, the best for you because it's right. a personalized experience they based on how, you, how learn. you
1: learn. Yeah, exactly right. Which that sounds great. very interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's it's super interesting. Um, yeah, do you? I wonder what Uncle Steve thinks of all this
0: stuff. I don't know. We should talk to him about we it. We should. Uncle Steve. <laughs> no, we don't want to pressure him into anything like that. Sure, I
1: don't mind pressuring him. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Well, we can ask. We'll see. I, I, I would be very interested to see what his thoughts are on this.
0: Yeah. But, well, maybe in a future episode. We will see. Yeah. But um, I think that about does it for our discussion of the school system. And I just wanted to... Cl- By the way...
1: Anybody have any thoughts on AI? I think it's a really interesting subject. There's so many different aspects to AI. Uh, You know, I mentioned earlier, uh, my industry, biotech is way into AI. Yeah. uh, In terms of discovery of new molecules and uh, development models and all this stuff. Very, very interesting, cutting edge, a lot of money being poured into it. Um, Yeah. So there's so many different things that can be so many different parts of our life that can be affected by this but I'm very interested to see those of you that are listening what you think out there in terms of how is how are your lives being influenced by AI what what tools do you see coming into your industry or life um, and what concerns do you have? I'd love to hear from you guys about that
0: yeah put it down in the comments any of your thoughts are welcome in the comment section. I know there's usually no comments on our videos <laughs> but um, people do
1: send them directly to us though
0: yeah Don't be embarrassed to be the first to comment because, you know, we will be responsive to you and we welcome all opinions and thoughts about this. We would love to hear your thoughts. So, um, yeah, please comment down in the uh, down below the description. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So with that, I just wanted to end this episode on a quick sports update. I'm sorry for those of you who are tired of sports, but this is why sports. I know I'm not tired of sports either, but, you know. Sports isn't for everyone. You can
1: skip the sports section if you don't love it, but yeah. we love it. So.
0: I'm trying to keep it shorter, and we're, I put it at the end of the episode this time, so if anyone's not interested, just... Like mom. Yeah, you can just be done with the video now. <laughs> um, so I just wanted to briefly touch on this. Um, I have some news, and I wanted to get your thoughts on the preseason. Um, would you rather I do the quick... No- There's only a few things for news, but... Um, Hit the news
1: first, then we'll go into the other.
0: Okay. Um, so Jonathan Taylor Colts running back could be on the move. Um, I heard there, that. Was, yeah, there was, yeah, there's this whole thing with the Colts. Uh, this is NFL, uh, for our sports section today, by the way. Sorry, I didn't say that, but, um, yes, the sports section will be covering the NFL today. Um, and, uh, basically I think the Colts front office GM or something said like, um, they're not going to pay Jonathan Taylor. They don't really plan on paying him. Right. Um, Sounds and, familiar.
1: And, of course. Running backs are just not getting any love. No. Share.
0: And, you know, of course he had a bad reaction to that and he requested a trade. Yeah, surprise, surprise. Yeah. Um, and just recently, it's kind of a surprise move out of nowhere. The Colts granted him permission to request a trade. Saw that. Um, he has until Tuesday to um, seek a trade. So there are already like seven teams interested, six or seven teams interested. Um, And for those of you who don't know who Jonathan Taylor is, Jonathan Taylor, um, the season before last, the 2021 season, had 1,811 rushing yards. Is that all? That's it. Hmm. Uh, And 18 touchdowns.
1: 18, really? Yeah. thought he would have been done better than that. (laughs) Well,
0: needless (laughs) to say, Jonathan Taylor is an amazing player, and anyone would be lucky to have him. He's only 24 years of age, and I, for one, am super excited to see who gets him, because I have him on my fantasy team this year. Oh. Yeah. And I was going to go over my fantasy team, if anyone's interested, but um, should I? I don't know.
1: Sure. Why not? Okay.
0: I'll just list the name of players really quickly, so it goes by quickly. But uh, my quarterback is Justin Herbert. Nice. Nice. Um, my of course, my wide receivers, uh, the weakest position on my team, I think. Uh, I have DeAndre Hopkins, D. Hop, and um, I have Mike Evans, good, and Michael Pittman Jr., who's the number one receiver for the Colts. And I can't remember who else. I'm kind of just going to go over the starters. Sure. Yeah, I yeah. have people on my bench who I'm going to forget. Um, and then for my running backs, I have Nick Chubb of the Browns. Nice. I have Saquon Barkley of the Giants,
1: the New York Giants. I'm really interested uh, to see how he does this year. Yeah. Giants are on the rebound, so.
0: Yeah, I hope he stays healthy. He's had injury problems for my sake. <laughs> um and then I have Mark Andrews at tight end, Ravens tight end. He's really good. And in my flex position, I have Jonathan Taylor. Nice. Yep. So that sounds good. Yeah, I'm pretty happy with my team this year, but we'll see how they do. It, there's a lot of risk involved with the players that I got, so we'll see how I how I do. Um, and then we can just move on. I don't, we don't really need to talk about that. I just wanted to say that. Um, another piece of news here. Trey Lance has lost his backup job, his backup quarterback job for the San Francisco 49ers to Sam Darnold. I thought he looked pretty good last year. Sam Darnold? Yeah, didn't he? No. <laughs> <laughs> he did not. Um, Trey Lance was supposed to be the starter for the Fortnite's last year. If you don't remember, yeah. And Jimmy G ended up playing because uh, uh, Trey Lance got hurt. He like well, Jimmy G got hurt, and then Trey Lance
1: got hurt. It was like this.
0: Mixed well, Trey Lance was hurt all year, so he yeah. didn't come back. Yeah. Um, but Jimmy G was in, and then all of a sudden, in play, in the playoffs, Jimmy G's hurt, and this guy named Brock Purdy, who's also on my fantasy team yeah. on the bench. Uh, came in out of nowhere, and he's now the starter. Good for him. And he played amazing in the playoffs. So, um, yeah, I remember that he is.
1: He was. uh, He's like a
0: sixth or fifth round pick or something. How
1: many this? So we we talk about this quite a bit and backup quarterbacks and how very often backup quarterbacks are not really backup quarterbacks there's like you know right off your season there's no way they're going to step up and play well so it's always an amazing story when you get some unknown quarterback relatively speaking mm-hmm. who's you know riding the bench in the second or third depth yeah in the quarterback room and they actually step in and can do something It's yeah. amazing
0: and what's interesting is Kyle Shanahan who's like this legendary coach yeah came in after like playoffs and was like he was amazing and they basically were like he's going to be the starter now right which is like unheard of for this but he like earned it i mean third especially
1: string. when you think about you know playing in playoffs with mm-hmm. the pressure of the playoffs yeah and playing the way he did um yeah kudos to him man. He and he's a spot. young young quarterback too yeah, good for him um he's going to be the starter
0: and i'm looking forward to seeing him with a full training camp under his belt and and mm-hmm. uh, preseason playing with the ones, which he was not doing before that point, right? Out. So I'm excited to see what he can do this year. Um, sad news about Trey Lance, though. I did like Trey Lance, but he'll be. It's it's looking like he's going to get traded. Um, from the 49ers, so we'll see where he ends Evidently up. Evidently,
1: he's not going to be the starter. <laughs>
0: huh.
1: A Purdy, no, sorry. No, no, I'm, My bad. did I say Purdy? I meant no, I Tra- Trey Lance. Yeah, Trey Lance. Trey
0: Lance is probably going to be traded. Purdy's going to be the who's,
1: starter. So who's going who's to pick up Trey Lance, do you think?
0: I don't know. Someone's going to have to trade for him. But it kind of sucks, too, because the 49ers gave up three first-round picks for the guy. Oof. So, uh, yeah, that's not good. Anyways, and, uh, more news. Corey Davis, formerly of the Jets and the Titans, has retired. And we wish him nothing but the best. He was, um, you know, we're obviously Jets fans here. But when he came over to the Jets from the Titans, I was really excited about it. And I thought, I've always thought he was a a good receiver, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, I was a big fan of his. And, um, you know, unfortunate to see him go now that he finally has a good quarterback
1: in Aaron Rodgers. Timing kind of sucks. But
0: Yeah, but, you know, obviously we wish him the best. And if it's time, it's time, you know. His decision. So, um, And then I just, before we talk a little bit about preseason, I just wanted to go over the rookies that I'm going to be watching for all of you out there. And feel free to add some of yourself, uh, of your own. Um, Some rookies that I've been watching that I've seen uh, that look really good um, are Anthony Richardson, who uh, was the top 10 pick for the Colts this year, uh, rookie quarterback. He is a monster. He's like 6'5", 250 or something like that. And he looks really good from what I've seen him in the preseason. Um, another one here, Bryce Young, who we talked about before, mm-hmm. the number one overall pick to the Carolina Panthers, looks, looks good. Good to me, yeah. yeah. He looks accurate and sharp. Um, you know, and then uh, another guy that we wanted the Chargers to draft, uh, Bijan Robinson, running back for the Atlanta Falcons, has looked watching. like a monster. Um, he looks like a wide receiver running routes, and he runs like a gazelle. Yeah, he runs. He looks like he looks like Saquon Barkley, honestly. But like maybe a little Aesopia's less better
1: health than
0: yeah, a little <laughs> less talented in like the run game, maybe. But he is like a very talented receiver. So it's like kind of you know what am I? What's the word I'm looking for? It's like he's like. The, the inverse right. of Saquon Barkley. Um, Got gotcha. you. And then last last one I wanted to talk about here is Jordan Addison, wide receiver for the yeah. Vikings, the Minnesota Vikings. He looks really good. He looks really, really good. He made this catch in the preseason where he's hurt right now, unfortunately. He, like, pulled his hammy or something. Oh, boy. That, I could be wrong I on that. but linger. Yeah, but he made this catch that was called out of bounds by the rest, which was not out of bounds, and it didn't count it's stupid. Ref's already in mid-season form, <laughs> with that call. Um, it, it was like an amazing toe-tap catch. Right. And he had a bunch of catches on top of that. So I'm looking forward to seeing how he is going forward. Very cool. But, um, with That's the end of the news. So with that, I just wanted to ask you, what have your thoughts been on the NFL preseason so far?
1: So have you watched any of the hard knocks at all? I haven't. So I've the watched Jets maybe... are an, on hard knocks, so this is a little yeah. bit of a Homer thing, but... Um, uh, so I watch a little bit of it, and it seems like our D line, the Jets' D line depth, is <laughs> off the charts, mm. crazy. Um,
0: yeah, I mean the D- Jets' defense. I saw like the first episode of the Hard Knocks thing, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, the Jets' defense looks amazing. I'm sure they're going to be just as good as they were last year, if not better.
1: Um, yeah, especially mm-hmm. if their D line can stay healthy. What about their O-line, though? What's your thoughts on their offensive line? Are they going to be able to keep uh, (laughs) their new quarterback upright and out of retirement? Mm. (laughs) Because you can't, you know, know, any good, as we've experienced through some of these preseason games, with these teams putting in, you know, backup or, you know, practice team O-line, if you can't keep the quarterback upright, it doesn't matter how good they are. You're not going to see it because they're just going to be
0: you know, I think they're good enough to keep him upright. I think they're just good enough to keep him upright, but there's obviously a lot of room for improvement there. But uh, I think, and I think this is kind of being reflected in fantasy football, and I kind of share this opinion. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to be much better this year than he was last year. For sure. Um, just, if anything, because of the addition of Garrett Wilson, the wide mm-hmm. receiver, the uh, now second year wide receiver for the Jets. I think they're going to. Be an amazing duo, like similar similar to how Aaron Rodgers was with Devonte Adams back yeah. in Green Bay. I think that I think the Jets' offense, even if their O line sucks, which I don't think they're going to suck, yeah. they might be subpar, okay, but yeah, um, more than likely they're probably going to be serviceable and fine. Um, I think that Aaron Rodgers and Garrett Wilson are going to elevate the offense, and Brees Hall, yeah. Um, are going to elevate the offense to uh, maybe top 10 offense in the league. So I'm really excited to see that. Hmm. Um, uh, anything else you've seen as far as preseason? I know you've watched a few highlights of games. Um, yeah. I've really I've really been paying attention to the rookies mostly um, as far as this stuff. Mm-hmm. I did see some... Um, Chicago Bear. I, I did see one of the Chicago Bears games, and I will say that Justin Fields and DJ Moore look like the real deal pair. Um, and the Bears offense looks much improved to me, so that's exciting to to see. Looking forward to seeing how they do.
1: I always have a hard time with preseason with all the backups in and yeah. so much of the play is so messy. It's like I don't know how coaches do it, honestly. It's like, yeah. Oh. <laughs> you know the the first quarter or two are okay yeah. and then the rest of the game is just like a sloppy mess it seems to me
0: yeah well i feel like from like the f- view we get like the overhead view kind of mm-hmm. of the game it looks really sloppy um but you know i think it looks a lot different when you're on the field there and you know it's not been terrible like i think a lot of the twos that are playing are you know uh rotational starters this year so it's not been all bad there are, you know once you get towards like the third and fourth quarter of the game then it gets kind of bad but
1: yeah you' getting pretty deep down the bench.
0: yeah I think the <laughs> first
1: and second quarter
0: of most games have been pretty good pretty interesting it's been a pretty good preseason I would say yeah so far and you know
1: one good thing I'll say is um, at least for the teams that I'm following uh, there haven't been a ton of injuries which is fantastic yeah that's always um, great. Pretty, you know, it's always brutal to go through preseason and <clears throat> see guys, either vets or, I mean, not a lot of vets play, but, you know, guys on the bubble are trying to make a team and they get injured. It's, it's you know, never want to see that.
0: Yeah. It, yeah. If, it's part of the game, but you don't want to see it. Yeah. I wish everybody could just stay healthy. Yeah. All year. And, you know, that way you're getting Magic every wand. team at their
1: best. Yeah. Which is better. What you want to see, like, yeah. First-rate football. It makes for
0: better football, yeah. What's his, What's the guy's name, uh, the quarterback for the Green Bay Packers now? Um, Love, is that his name? Jordan Love. Jordan Love, Is I think that's his name. Um, he's looked pretty good from what I can tell.
1: Um, I think they're in rebuilding mode, though.
0: They are in rebuilding mode, but I think Jordan Love looks pretty good um, compared to how he was last year, um, so... You know that'll be interesting
1: to watch as well. Have you watched any of the Lions?
0: Oh, the Lions—they're actually really exciting. Um, Yeah, the well, Jared Goff—I actually think looks just first of all, Jared Goff—I think looks much improved um, from uh, his years with the Rams. Honestly, he looks way better. He had a way better year last year, so hopefully he can keep that going. Yeah, but um, you know, one of my favorite players out there is Amon Ross Saint Brown. He's a wide receiver. Um, young wide receiver who's mm-hmm. just coming into his prime right now. He's going to be really exciting to watch. Monster. He's like one of those Debo Samuel types where they just use him everywhere. Yeah, like they he'll he'll swing him around on a jet sweep and yeah he'll run the ball. He'll catch the ball contested and great player. Uh, they also drafted <laughs> Jameer Gibbs, uh, running back in the first round right after Bijan Robinson. Uh, and similar to Bijan Robinson, this guy. From what I can see, is a pass catching nightmare. Like he looks really good out of coming running routes out of the backfield. So really excited to see how he does um, as well. They also drafted Aiden Hutchinson last year, who has been an exciting player to watch. The Lions are, yeah. yeah, the Lions are on their way up for sure. Yeah, they're looking much much better, and they have a great O line. They've always had a great O line, which I love. I love that they. Have a good. Right. They have Panay Sewell, you remember Panay Sewell? Right, yeah, yeah. Uh, they have Frank Ragnow, their center, who is a monster, and they have a good young O line. So yeah.
1: what about um what the heck is going on with the Broncos? I don't know. I, I expected them to be much better, improved. But and they, they don't still look that much look like better. A mess. <laughs> yeah.
0: You, we kind of expect... God Sean. bless
1: Broncos fans, but yeah. I really expected with the new head coach, they would be much improved. And yeah. I don't get his whole comments about the old coach and all of which why why are you going yeah there? that was a little little bit of a low blow Just unnecessary
0: yeah uh, we kind of expected Sean Payton to come in and save the day a little bit but <laughs> Russell Wilson he looks better but he still does not look very good um, so that'll be really interesting. Is it to an O
1: line thing? He's just like scrambling Maybe, like crazy. I
0: don't know. I didn't think their O line was. It's not great, but I didn't think it was like awful. Right. Like they have some players, I think, on the O line. Mm. It probably partly is O line though. Um, and I mean, I don't know. I I don't ex based off what I've seen. I don't expect their offense to be super improved. Mm. But like, what we about expected.
1: the Raiders just staying in our little division? Sorry, Jim. Uh uh the Raiders, uh you know, I
0: honestly I'm not sure. I think Josh Jacobs is still holding out. Yeah,
1: he is. Uh and but he'll sign they're saying he'll sign his tinder or whatever is one year thing. Oh it's tender? Yeah. <laughs> tinder. Um, not tender. <laughs> uh yeah.
0: Yeah. We'll we'll see what happens with that. Jimmy Garoppolo, they—I think they've said he looks pretty good, but you know, I kind of stand by my previous comments that Jimmy Garoppolo, I think personally, is washed. I don't think he can throw the ball, you know, past thirty yards uh, in the air. Yeah, he's
1: proven, I guess, in preseason. The one thing I heard on the on uh, what's an NFL channel uh, over the last couple of days is during preseason, he's lived up to his hype that he cannot throw a long ball. And some of the uh, Raiders fans are upset because that's the one thing Derek Carr could do is throw a bomb.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. So that
1: part of their game is kind of evaporated. If
0: I were a Raiders fan, which I'm not, but if I were a Raiders fan, um, the one thing I would be probably looking forward to is their defense. Yeah. Um, You know, because they have some young, good players on their defense there. But not a ton to look forward to on offense outside of maybe the new tight end, uh, Michael Mm. Mayer yeah who they drafted, but, yeah, that's that's about all I can say about that. Um, oh, uh, Seahawks. Yes. Drafted wide receiver Jackson Smith and Jigba. Yep. And apparently he looks like a monster, so that'll be really exciting to see, too, if Geno Cause. Smith can pull it together again for another season. Uh, he's got a great receiving core there with DK Metcalf. I wish him well. Tyler Lockett, yeah, me too. Tyler Lockett, Jackson Smith and Jigba, and DK Metcalf. Great receiving core, so... We'll see what they can do over there. And they have Kenneth Walker, their second-year running back, who looks really good. And they just drafted Jack- Zach Charbonnet from uh, UCLA. So the offense should be good on paper. It looks yeah. good. Um, that's exciting. But we've probably dragged on too yeah. long here with the sports segment, huh? That's right. Well, anyway. We enjoy um, it. Something yeah, it's fun. It. It. It's fun. Yeah. Um, anyways. Thank you all so much for tuning in yeah, to the fifth episode, fifth episode of the father and son podcast um It would be much appreciated um if you'd like and subscribe uh please if you well i was gonna say if you'd like, <laughs> please like <laughs> and subscribe and comment um and yeah, don't be shy um let us know if you enjoyed the video and we'd really appreciate it yeah um with that, I think that's all we have for this all right. week so rowdy, thank you for uh, tuning in. Yeah, thank you for tuning in. And thank you for being here and talking with me, Dad. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Same here. All right. Have a good week. Um yeah, everybody have everybody have a oh, thank you. Everybody <laughs> else have a great week as well. And yeah. I hope you guys have fun in Santa Fe. We and do. with that, um, we will see you on the next episode. Thank you, everybody. Bye guys. Bye.